Reverse Interview Podcast, Episode 14. Now is the perfect time to find your dream job, but it requires a fresh look and a unique twist. That's why Charles Woolsey is here to extract proven solutions from today's experts and make your dream job a reality. Welcome to the Reverse Interview Podcast. Get in, get hired, get promoted. Here's your host, who once rappelled down a 200-foot cliff, Charles Woolsey. You may not have heard of our next speaker yet, but she is the author of the number one best-selling book, Clutter Busting for Women, How to Create a Calm Life to Have More Time and Energy. In 2006, her desire to improve the life satisfaction of women by helping them focus on what matters most to them and bust free from the stuff that is weighing them down led her to open her organizing business aptly named Let's Get It Straight. Her coaching clients unanimously report that eliminating clutter, both mental and physical, produces greater calm, freeing up more time and energy to focus on priorities. For the past several years, Virginia Barkley has spoken for a variety of audiences, ranging from women's organizations and men's clubs to business associations and entrepreneurs. She is one of the only professional organizers in the world sought out to assist in the planning and organizing of two Olympic opening ceremonies. Following the 1996 Olympics, the Coca-Cola Company entrusted Virginia and her team to develop and manage a new division of worldwide licensing. Three years later, she was then asked to manage its $120 million licensing division for Europe and Eurasia. All that said, her real passion is helping her clients to create a calm and clutter-free lifestyle through her individual and group coaching programs, speaking engagements, and her own private seminars. All possibilities begin within us, Virginia says. The heart of the matter lies in allowing ourselves to open up and begin. Please welcome my next guest, Virginia Barkley. So Virginia, tell me, what was your first job? Well, actually, Ma, I wanted to talk about the first job that I had after I graduated from college, my first real job. I had um, majored in radio, television, and motion picture, and I had high hopes of going out to Los Angeles and working in development. And the first job that I landed was a production assistant for music videos, um, and you know, which was very different from you know working in development, which was essentially the reading the scripts and identifying new projects. But the beautiful thing that came out of this was that I identified strengths and skills that I had that wouldn't necessarily have been exercised if I had just gone right into a development position. So I think the takeaway from you know the first job that we have or Any job that we're taking a look at, the most important thing to do is just be willing to get in the game. Be willing to find some area in the industry that you're interested in to, you know, to stay, stay on track and, 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 um, you know, just keep your, keep yourself in the pulse of that industry. And secondly, to just take initiative. I mean, I, and when I worked as, as a production assistant, I met everybody on the set. And the last thing I would just suggest is whatever position you, you go into, go above and beyond. Uh, I remember, you know, a few months into working as a production assistant, we were, we were shooting on a, on a weekend, and the, production manager came up to me and said, asked me if I liked to dance. And I said, yeah, when are we going? <laughs> he said, well, you're going to be on in 30 minutes. 
because I was the only female on the set, and apparently one of the talent that they had hired um, wasn't able to, you know, wasn't able to make it, you know, to the shoot. And so they dressed me up, and I danced in this music video that became Clip Hit of the Month. So you just never know, you know, what may happen when you, you know, when you go above and beyond and you say yes. Wow, that that would have really taken me aback if I was going to be on camera in 30 minutes dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my career would have lasted much longer after that. Oh, but you you rolled stretch. with the flow, and, and this wasn't the job that you were expecting to get right out of college. Is that what I gathered? Yes. It was not. It was, I mean, I I went out to California to work in development, which was initially, you know, reading scripts and and identifying new projects and, and getting them ready for production. But what happened was I fell into a position on the other side, on the production side, which was, you know, had a lot more energy and, and actually one of the best things that came out of working in production was this lesson that, you know, when we, when we give ourselves hard deadlines, that's when things you know, have to get done versus, you know, if we if we don't give ourselves a hard deadline and just think, well, it's going to happen eventually, that's when a lot of times people get stuck or they start, you know, circling and not seeing, you know, not seeing, um, you know, the results that they desire because there, there are no hard deadlines that they're putting on themselves. Yeah, I I've learned the hard way that that is so true. That if you just kind of roll with the flow, as they say, there's there's times when you should do that, but you also definitely need to have some goals that you're shooting for, and not just wait for things to happen for you. Yeah, and I think a good thing um, for people to remember is even if you put a time a, a deadline on something, if you know if it if you run over that deadline, that's okay. But as long as we have something to look forward to. And, and a deadline that says, okay, well, we want the desired result, that's going to move us to take action, you know, more consistently than if we say, well, whenever it gets done, it'll, it'll get done. It, it, it seems to kind of dilute the, the energy around, you know, our desired results. Yeah, I don't want to sound too woo-woo, but they say that when you put it out there and you put a deadline in there that things move in your favor rather than just kind of wandering around. Yes, setting setting a clear intention. Right. So what did you do after that? Well, um, oh gosh, I did a lot after that. I, I worked in development for a while. I, um, I ended up transitioning into special events and promotions, putting my, you know, putting my production um, experience and skills into place. And then when I moved back east, it was a perfect marriage of skills, my live event experience and my special events and promotions, to land a job with the Olympics, the opening and closing ceremonies of the Olympics in 1996. And that led to uh, me being hired by the Coca-Cola company to develop a new division of licensing called event merchandising, where we produced licensed merchandise that we would then sell at, at events and, you know, was promoted uh, a few years into that to manage their European 
licensing business. Wow, that's you skipped right over what I thought would have been the highlight was the 1996 Olympics and working with the opening and closing ceremonies there. That must have been exciting too. Yeah, it was fascinating. It was it was um, it was an amazing opportunity and um, and really you know launched me into you know a, a seven year career with the Coca Cola Company. Right. Okay, Virginia. So what's happening right now with your career? Well, I um, I founded uh, my business in 2006 called Let's Get It Straight. I'm I'm currently uh, an organizing strategist. I, I organize people, projects, and priorities. And over the last eight years, it's evolved into coaching, speaking, and writing. And you know, essentially, I help people navigate through transitional and challenging times when they're feeling stuck and unable to move forward. Um, I created this organizing blueprint that I share with my clients and my audiences, <clears throat> excuse me, to help them really get grounded and focused on the compelling vision for their life or <clears throat> in cer- certain circumstances when I'm when I'm coaching um, career executives to you know, what's the compelling vision for your team or your environment? that's going to move you to get excited and take action and follow through to get the results that you're that you're looking for. That's that's very interesting. That's that's uh, in a completely different direction than I realized you were going after reading your book. It sounded like it was more for, you know, for women taking care of business at home, but I didn't really realize you launched it out into the more the corporate world and helping those people as well. Yeah, well, and it's interesting because um, the first chapter of my book is called Demystifying Clutter. So the book that I, that I wrote, Clutter Busting for Busy Women, How to Create a Calm Life to Have More Time and Energy, does focus specifically on, uh, on, on organizing one's home, but I believe that the root of all clutter is mental confusion. It's when we have too many thoughts, ideas, and to-dos swirling around in our heads without a process to really sift through it. And my CALM blueprint, which is is an acronym for consolidate your thoughts into a compelling vision, you know, align your, <clears throat> your activities and your items to ensure that they are, you know, they are supporting you in where you are in your life today and then liberating yourself from the things that no longer serve you. And it could be physical things, but it could be activities that you've gotten involved in that are distracting you from, you know, really moving in the direction that's going to make you happy. And then the M is to maintain your environment and your energy so that you can really be be present to, you know, to, to, to take advantage of opportunities that will be more fulfilling for you in your life as it is today and as you want to see it in the future. Virginia, I really like the acronym you have there for CALM. And when people are looking for jobs, I think what they really need to do is get more clear on what it is they want to do. So if you could go into a little bit more detail for me, that would be wonderful. Yeah, that's, that's, a, great, um, that's a great point. The, the CALM uh, the, the C in CALM stands for consolidate your thoughts into a compelling vision. And it's really important that that vision is, 
It's compelling. It's powerfully irresistible. And it is essential for being able to look at things in our life and make decisions about what is moving us in the right direction or getting us, getting us off track, especially when, when people are looking for their next career move. Otherwise, you know, we, you know, there's a danger of wasting valuable time and energy. I, I truly believe that without a destination, we tend to swim in circles. And, you know, we've got to be, when we are clear on our intention and our destination, we are, we are emanating that to those around us and moving, you know, closer to, to our destination. And I think the opposite of calm would be fear or desperation, and I think that's a situation a lot of people are in if they're out of work and, and needing a next paycheck. So I, I really like your CALM acronym. Well, thank you, and, and that's, that's a great point, too. I mean, you know, fear comes out of confusion, and, and the opposite of confusion is clarity. So if we can get grounded and clear in what we want and believe that we can get it, then we're that much closer to, you know, to, to seeing it happen. And they say if you don't know where you're going, most any road will take you there. So mm -hmm. <laughs> you do need some clarity. Well, tell me, in your life, I'm sure you've had some hurdles. Could you tell me about maybe your biggest career hurdle and how you came, overcame that? Yeah, this is this is a great um, this is a great segue. Really, the um, I, I don't know if you're familiar, but I, I think there's the Chinese single symbol, the Chinese symbol for chaos and opportunity is the exact same. And I think the biggest career hurdle for me was uh, following Hurricane Katrina. I mean, my life was in chaos. Uh, the city of New Orleans, which is where I was born and raised was devastated, and my personal life imploded, and I was unemployed and living in a city that had really nothing to offer me. Um, and so, you know, I sat down to assess three questions, which are really the, the foundational cornerstones of my organizing blueprint. And the first question is, where am I? That's the first question I asked myself. And the only things that I wrote down were the positive things because I used those kind of as a, you know, to boost my confidence and give me, you know, the energy to, to move forward. Well, you know, not everything is terrible. There are some good things that are going on in my life. The second thing is, um, what do I want to see? You know, this is an opportunity for, to, for me to create what I want to see, which goes back to this compelling vision, this powerfully irresistible, um, you know, destination that's going to move me to take action. And the third question is, why? Why is where I want to go going to make my life better? And that also fuels us to... Um, you know, to move forward and, and take action. So you found the wherewithal in this huge tragedy in your life to get grounded. And before you had the CALM acronym, calm yourself down and ask you those, ask yourself those key pivotal questions that you needed to answer. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this CALM blueprint was actually born out of a process that I took myself through 
following Hurricane Katrina based on the experiences that I had in all the other positions leading up to, you know, this this time in my life when literally I was looking at a blank piece of paper and had to create the life of my future. And I'm sure that wasn't very easy. You must have had some overall philosophy that you've lived with when you when you when your whole world is taken away from you literally almost literally you must have some grounding philosophy that helped you maintain and get where you wanted to go i i uh i i have a a little phrase that that i wrote in my book to all my readers and that i i sign um in all my correspondences, and it's simply to life lived passionately and on purpose. And, you know, whatever we're doing, it's so important for us to feel like we have purpose, um, because without purpose, we tend to lose our direction and our reason for being and really our passion for life. It's It's the purpose that drives our passion and fuels our productivity, which is why it's super important to identify <clears throat> this compelling reason for our actions. That's very good. I, I think, it's my experience, people usually realize that they need to have purpose, and I'm really impressed when young people figure out at a very early age that they need to have a purpose something that drives them forward. But it seems like most people at some point in their life, they reach a point when they realize there's got to be something bigger, something more important that's driving me. Yes. I would agree with that. So what advice would you have people that will help them in the short term or the long term to, to move forward and find a purpose? Well, I, I tend to go back to this 80-20 rule. I mean, people use it in a lot of different um ways, but I think that 20% of, of our success is really being open and flexible to new ideas and possibilities and to really just always be willing to stretch because it's in those times when we're stretching that we come to realize that we're so much more capable than we give ourselves credit for. So to just try, I mean, it's, it's better to take one step than to be, you know, assessing, well, which direction do I go and, you know, without taking any steps. To just try something because if you don't like it, you can always change. But if you don't take a step forward, as, as one of our uh, friends and mentors uh, Harv Ecker says, you know, we're either moving forward or backward in life, but we're never standing still. And, I mean, really, when we go back to the first question you asked me, the first job that I had, if I hadn't taken that production assistant position, which was clearly in the, in the opposite direction of, of film development, I, I might not have realized these you know, or honed my organizing skills that would then bring me to the to the place where I am, you know, in my life right now. And then the 80% of success is just showing up. So for people who are, 
who are in a transitional time or looking for a new, you know, a new uh, career path or just a, a, a position, I would say first and foremost for yourself, it's getting very clear on what it is that you want and then getting out there and networking when, you know, keeping your vision top of mind and talking about it with everybody that you run into because that's how resources show up for us. You know, my, I, one of my favorite sayings is leap and the net will appear. Very good. So the more people you meet, the more you let your intentions be known to more people, the bigger that network grows so that when you do want to make that leap, You've got a network, which is, I guess, kind of like a net that it'll show up for you. Yes, exactly. And we never know who those people we're talking to know. And when we actually voice what it is that we are intending to create, then they make a mental note of that, and it becomes top of mind for them as well. Great. You must have some personal development books that you like that would kind of help us along this path, perhaps. Is there anything you'd like to recommend? I do have uh, one of my favorite books, which may be <laughs> sound surprising. It's actually a book that I read when when I was a child, but it has it has an an incredible um, uh, adult overtone, I guess, for lack of a better word. And this this book is called Hope for the Flowers, and it's it's really about finding your passion and believing in it and going for it, whether anyone else believes in it with you or you'll get caught up following the passions of others and feeling empty without, you know, without purpose, which we, we've talked about how important purpose is, and, and a lot, meanwhile, a lot of your time and energy has been wasted. I don't want to tell you too much about the book, but it is, it is a beautiful book about, um, about finding direction and really growing and evolving into the person that you were created to be. That's perfect. I know that's, that's step number one, figuring out what it is you want to do. If that book helps, I'm definitely going to take a look at that. Mm-hmm. I would like to hear more about your coaching program, though. Could you tell us more about the steps and how to get involved with you? Sure. So I, um, I offer a six-week coaching program. It's How to Bust Life's Clutter the Calm Way. And really, it's, it's about helping clients um, find greater clarity and focus to, you know, increase their energy and confidence and to really hone in on this sense of passion so that life becomes more purposeful and really more playful. And what I do during these six weeks is we evaluate the eight key areas that affect, you know, our overall lifestyle satisfaction. And then, again, we hone in on this one driving force that, that will, you know, propel my clients to move into action. And then we assess what's going on in their lives to ensure that their time and energy is aligned with, with their goals and if not, then, you know, we liberate them of activities that are weighing them down and holding them back. A lot of times we don't even realize 
what is holding us back until, you know, an outside observer is able to come in, you know, and really, really talk through activities um, with you. And then a lot of times, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, this has happened to me and I'm sure probably to some of your listeners is we, we set our goals and intentions, but for some reason we're just not following through. I mean, we look at them, but we're not taking action. And this really is due to, you know, subconscious roadblocks that, that are keeping us from following through on our intentions and goals. These beliefs, these subconscious beliefs that, that have been formed, you know, throughout our lives. And then once we identify what those subconscious roadblocks are, we integrate new systems and processes that are really more, um, you know, they're more supportive, they replace old thinking, and they reinforce our confidence and strengthen our resolve to get desired results. I know we all have those self-limiting thoughts that hold us back, and I'm, I'm afraid most people don't even know that they're there, but they are working. If you have a process that can identify those and help people clear them, that is amazing. Yes, yes. It has been, it has been an absolutely amazing journey to go on with clients. I mean, it's, it's, it's a vision in action journey, and just to give you an example, um, I met with a client in April. It was the first time that I met with this client, and and she had a lot going on and in her personal life, and she was trying to, you know, switch careers, and and she was she was in the midst of one career, but she really wanted to sing. And I said, well, if that's what you want to do, then let's let's put actions in place that are moving you in the direction of creating this career for you. And that was in April. And this October, I went to the, her launch party for her first CD. That is how powerful this six-week program is and how, how quickly people can see results if they stick, if they stick with it. You know, I really I believe that my mission is really helping people to navigate through these transitional and challenging times to, you know, to create the life that they desire. And that's a great example, following your desire to, you know, your heart wants to sing. <laughs> you let your heart sing if that's what it is you want to do. Yes. Now, I, I'm wondering, do you work with people one-on-one -on -one, or do you work with groups or how does that work? I work with people one on one. Um, I have been asked to recently to um, work with a team, um, and I also speak to groups about this, you know, this process. But but basically, the coaching program currently right now, I have individual coaching clients. But I'm sure that if there was a group that wanted to coach with me, we could do it that way as well. And is it live person to person or can you do it online or by telephone? Is there any other way you can do it? It's live. Okay. It's live. You, yeah. I can imagine you really need to be there with them and read them and, and get all those subtle hints for, that you get from being in person with them. Yeah. I mean, 
mean, it's in person, but I mean, it's live over the phone. I mean, I have clients oh, okay. all over the country. Yeah. Oh, but okay. I, I see. But I do believe that it's, um, it, it is essential to be able to, to speak, you know, live to people, whether it's right. over the phone or in person. Rather than some automated online course. Uh, I, I, that's just my, my preference. Yes, I can see that very much in that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Great. Is there anything else that I've missed that you want to fill us in on before I let you go? I think um, one thing that I'd like to, to leave people with is just to how important consistency to purpose is. I think that the one, the one difference that, that defines successful people from, from those who, who aren't necessarily, um, you know, seeing the, the desired results in their life is this is follow through. It's consistency to purpose and, and being confident that even if it's not happening within the time frame that you want, that it actually will happen. And um, one of my mentors says, you know, we overestimate what we can do in two years and underestimate what we can do in five. And, you know, in 2010, I wrote on a piece of paper that I would, you know, that I would be a, a best-selling author, and I created a vision board around it that actually, along with the books, has other has other goals that I've set for my life, and it it's on the wall in my office. And three years into this five-year plan was when I launched my book, and it became a bestseller. So it really, you know, when we set intentions, we put into tension where we are and where we want to be, and that's when, that's when the universe really moves moves with us as long as we're taking action to, you know, to see those those uh, those goals come to fruition. And we met in 2010, and you were on fire with action that year. I know. And when you, it was, I don't remember, I guess it was shortly after that when you came out with your book. I was, I was pulling for you so hard. Sure enough, you had set that intention. You wanted to be a best-selling author, and you, you nailed it. Yeah. So it's, it's really important to, you know, and to find and surround yourself with people who believe in you and who will support you. And, 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 and give you greater confidence and enthusiasm and energy to reach those goals. Great. That is a perfect way to end it. I appreciate your time, Virginia. I appreciate all your insights, and, and you've been an inspiration for me, I know, over the years. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It was a gift. This episode of Reverse Interview is over. Please visit ReverseInterview.com right now for more information about this episode and to get all of the insider scoop to land your dream job. That's ReverseInterview.com. We'll see you next time on the Reverse Interview Podcast.